You are Locked On Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? We are back here for another edition of Locked On Tigers. I am your host, Scott Bentley, of course. And uh, we're recapping a, uh, a nice little series win against the Cincinnati Reds. Always good when uh, we, we can come on here and recap a, a series victory. First, got to tell everybody about Locked On MLB. Join Walking Baseball Encyclopedia, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please just call him Sully every day. Unlocked on MLB for a unique look at the majors, both past and present, featuring exciting guest interviews and routine check-ins from the Locked On MLB Network's team of local experts. So subscribe today to Locked On MLB on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, good weekend, solid weekend, a series dub, played a little spoilers. I love playing spoilers. So we're going to go through each game of, uh, of the Friday through Sunday series that was against the uh, the Cincinnati Reds. Also, explanation for no show Friday. Um, I lost power in the uh, when I was about to record. I lost power. Uh, no power means no internet. Had no way of actually uploading an episode uh, or recording. We were supposed to do a crossover with Lockdown Reds. It was going to be cool, and then I lost power and didn't have it for the remainder of the day, and then we couldn't lock down a time to do a series recap on Sunday either, so it's just a lost episode, unfortunately. Not anybody's fault, just, uh, yeah, straight up lost power, and that's, I couldn't even tweet, I could literally couldn't even tweet out like, hey, sorry, every, like, I, I, my phone died, was dead for almost a day, so yeah. Quite a quite a start to my weekend, and that's why you didn't get a show Friday, so I apologize, but we're back now. Okay, let's start with Friday's game, the 15-5 massacre that was uh, the, the win over the Cincinnati Reds. Offense popped off, baby. Off- There's honestly not too much to, like, analyze, analyze. Like, so, so when analyzing games, right, there's anomalies on both sides. There's like, okay, like, you know, you put up 15 runs. That's never, no matter how good of a baseball team you are, no team will ever like average 15 runs. So there's no like analysis. It's like, okay, this, these kind of games just happen sometimes and you just pop off and you snap and the whole team's feeling some type of way and you put up 15. And then there's also games where you get like no hit and perfect gamed, right? And it's like, all right, these, these are anomalies. They don't happen very often. This happened today. There's no analysis to do. We just move on. That's almost like it's my job to analyze the game. So we will, but that's almost like where, where we're at. You know what I mean? It's hard to like break down something that is unreplicable, <laughs> right? So like we start off, uh, Badu draws a walk. 0 for 5 with a walk, had six plate appearances because we just kept getting hits and kept getting on base. Jonathan Scope, 4 for 6 with an RBI. Robbie Grossman, uh, 1 for 6 with a homer. Miguel Cabrera, 1 for 4 with a walk. Jamer Candelario, 4 for 5 with 4 runs scored. Runs scored is not like a stat about like how good you are or anything like that, but... But 
it's crazy to see you cross the plate four times in a single game. That's absolutely nuts. Uh, he also had a homer and two doubles mixed in there. Uh, three of his four hits were extra base hits. Just that slugging percentage, man. After Friday's game, it was at 445, and his OPS was up to, was over 800 at 801. Fantastic work from the Candyman. Harold Castro. Harold freaking Castro. Goes uh, goes two for four with a double this game, and then we'll we'll <laughs> the dude is unreal. I cannot wait for the Harold Castro episode this off season. It's gonna be immaculate. It's gonna be fantastic, and uh, he deserves it. He deserves it a a, a a boatload. He deserves it. So, uh, but two for four with a double, two RBIs, and a run scored this game. Uh, Nico Goodrum then came in off the bench, goes one for one with an RBI, <laughs> some double switch action, uh, National League, Interleague play, always a, a riot with that kind of stuff. Victor Reyes with the start, he'd go two for five. Uh, Victor Reyes batting average up to 250, OPS at 687. Look at that. So his slugging percentage is 417. That's actually not bad. Like at all. I mean, we were at we were at slugging percentage watch for Jamer before the All-Star break to see if he could break 400. Victor Reyes' slugging percentage is 417. The problem is his average is 250 and his OBP is 270. The dude would not know what a walk is if it literally smacked him across the face. Dustin Garneau goes two for five with three RBIs and, uh, and two home runs this game. Dustin Garneau. With two home runs this game. His OPS on the season after Friday's game was over 1,000. Because he had had such few ABs that that, that two dongs did him in. Uh, and then Willie Castro came in. Went 1 for 2 off the bench. And then Tyler Alexander goes 0 for 2 with a strikeout. Uh, yeah. Jamer homers. Robbie homers. Scope homers. Garneau homers twice. Jamer with two doubles, Willie with a double, Reyes with a Victor Reyes with a double, and Harold Castro with a double, and then like everybody pretty much had an RBI. Offensive explosion, not too much to analyze. On the pitching side, again, not too much to analyze because like the people we used, okay, so like Tyler Alexander, I've told you guys several times, not gonna go super in depth on Tyler Alexander. He's starting because he has to. He is not a starting pitcher for any team. In the majors, like long term, he's not going to get signed as a starter. He's a reliever that has to start given the situation the team is in. And he's filling the role adequately enough. He went three and two thirds and gave up one run. Sure, why not? Funkhauser, there's some analysis. One and a third, three hits, two earned runs, one walk, three strikeouts. Not a great outing by any stretch by uh, by Kyle Funkhauser. Um. He's he's been interesting. There's some nights where I, I I watch him and I go, okay, this is this is the Kyle Funkhauser we we been new. This is the Kyle Funkhauser that this season's been a dog. And then every once in a while he'll just go out there and be like truly horrible, and like his stuff won't do anything, and and it'll just be bad. And it's like, okay, you know, got got to be a little more consistent if you want to be out of the bullpen. The season stats are still good. Still one of our best relievers. Not not saying anything like that, but got to get a little more consistency in there. Joe Jimenez gives up a run. Uh, he's been on a really good stretch lately and still, still kind of is. Um, pitched again, I believe, uh, after this game this weekend. So we'll talk about him later. But 
Um, yeah, one inning, one run, one walk, two hits. Not not a great outing, but um, the, really the velocity wasn't the problem. It was just his location. On it. He hung the hell out of a breaking ball. Um, yeah, not, not great. Michael Fulmer, one inning, two hits, one run. Uh, not great by him either. His stuff was, uh, all his stuff was not good. Michael Fulmer did not have good stuff. Joe Jimenez's stuff looked like it always does. The location was just horrible. The command was horrible. Fulmer, um, yeah, Michael Fulmer just genuinely, like, the, the stuff was, was not good. And then Derek Holland pitches the last two innings. As we've seen, we're kind of growing accustomed to him finishing out games that we're either winning comfortably or losing comfortably. Two innings of shutout ball. Good on him. ERA down to 628. Not bad. All right. So, like, again, not a whole lot to analyze. Like, just an absolute blowout victory. A home run fest. 15 runs. You love to see that. All right. Let's get into um, game number two. A 4-7 to seven loss to the Cincinnati Reds. That would even the series. First, though, got to talk to everybody about our friends over at DirecTV. Does this sound familiar? We've got one device that lets you catch the game live. Another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching your sports highlights on your phone. And you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. And a great way to get your TV together. It's called DirecTV Stream. Brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch all your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract, so get rid of the clutter, the confusion, and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at DirecTV.com. That's DirecTV.com. Compatible device required. Content varies based on the package. All right, also got to talk to everybody. About Stat Hero. Do you know that 85% of people who play daily fantasy sports lose? Is it really that surprising to you, though? This game is rigged against you. You're playing against thousands of other lineups, not to mention experts who have way more tools and, and connections and insight than you do, and more time. You don't stand a chance, truly. So, introducing Stat Hero, the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the player in control and winning within reach. Here's how it works. Stat Hero shows you their lineups and dares you to beat them. It's you versus the house in a head-to-head fantasy matchup. Your, you name the stakes, winner takes all. You have the advantage. Stat Hero shows you the lineup ahead of time. No one else is going to do that. It's not you against millions of other people, thousands of other people. They show you the lineup that you have to beat. Okay? It's, it's awesome, it's a blast, and it's honestly a, a, a way better way to do daily fantasy. So you're in control. Stat Hero is DFS the way it was meant to be. True one-on-one. Play Stat Hero now and change the odds. So go to stathero.com slash locked on. Sign up for free right now, and you can get three times your money back on your first play. That's three times back on your first play. They're giving you a 300% match. That's unheard of. So go to stathero.com slash locked on. Stathero.com slash locked on all right everybody we are back here for segment two at locked on tigers you can follow the show at twitter the twitter's back by the way the twitter is back in a big way so you can follow the twitter at locked on tigers finally got that figured out or you can follow me at bentley scotty if you don't already my twitter is uh is is pretty fun too okay Let's get into this second game here. 4-7 to seven loss to the Cincinnati Reds. Um, 
Offense really wasn't a problem this whole series at all. And and even this game, you know, four runs is a lot different than than 15, obviously. Um, and, and we scored four on Sunday as well. Four, I mean, that's a, you know, eight hits, uh, one, two, three, four, five walks on top of that. That's 13 base runners. You know, that's, that's a pretty solid day at the office. Um, just the, the Reds really capitalized on some, some, uh, a crazy, crazy bullpen game by the, uh, by the Tigers. So, uh, Matt Boyd gets the start. His second start back, I believe, since coming off the IL. Four innings, seven hits, five runs, two walks, six Ks. It was the most Matt Boyd start like ever. And I think I said that after his first start too, so maybe not. But it was very on brand. Got his strikeouts, got his whiffs, got his swings and misses. Also gave up a ton of hard contact. That's what Matt Boyd does. And that is what Matt Boyd continued to do. No different um, the, the breaking ball, he really had trouble with the fastball was about as good as, as, as it usually is. Um, the changeup, Chris Fetter loves, loves to implement the changeup with the pitching staff. The changeup was fine. Matt Boyd's breaking ball was hit. He was hanging it. It was hit all over the place. He even got a couple of his strikeouts were even on like the breaking ball, but it was clearly like he missed his spot by like a foot and just got lucky and still struck him out. Induced the swing and a miss. Um, not not fantastic by Matt Boy. The ERA is still at three eight nine on the season, though not bad at all. Um, I'm I'm really just hoping he gets back to full health, can have a healthy, solid off season, um, and then just come back next year. That's really all I'm looking for at this point. I'm I'm looking for him to not implode and not look horrible or injured. Just keep an eye on that velo and make sure the stuff is good. It's pretty all, much all I care about for the remainder of the season for Boyd. Um, Alex Lang. My man, Alex Lang, one innings pitched, zero hits, zero runs, one walk, and two strikeouts. His curveball is unreal. He might have the best curveball on the Major League roster right now. That thing bites like crazy. Nasty spin rate. The problem is command, and he did walk another person this inning, but he didn't give up any hits, and he buckled down and still struck out two. 21 pitches, not the most efficient inning ever, but with a walk in there, it wasn't going to be. I still hold the belief that Alex Lang has good potential. It's just going to be, can he even find a remote amount of command? That's truly all it's going to come down to. Jose Cisnero comes in, one inning, one hit, no runs. Beautiful. His ERA is down to 273 on the year, and he has been used, I believe, the third most in the American League as far as uh, innings pitched. Out of the bullpen? It's Oh, man. Is it innings pitcher appearance? I should have wrote it down. They said it on the broadcast. Uh, Bally Sports said it on the broadcast. But he is, he is one of the most used relievers in all of baseball, which is really, really a testament to him and how much AJ trusts him and why he wasn't moved at the deadline and why he's going to be part of this bullpen uh, for the next couple of years. So, so big ups to Jose Cisnero. Joe Jimenez. Comes in. Two-tenths of an inning. Tenths. I did that last week, too. Two-thirds of an inning. One hit, two runs, two walks. A bad signature outing from Joe Jimenez. The ERA is back over six, 6.15. It was not good. And this was like he had nothing. He didn't have good stuff. He didn't have good command. He had nothing. Nothing that he, he... 
usually at least brings, you know, something. And like I said, lately he hasn't been bad. He brought absolutely nothing to the table this game. And yeah, it, it shows in the in the box score there. Drew Carlton. I believe he was a 32nd round pick. Drew Carlton making a debut. One pitch. He's like the first Tiger in like 50 years or something to have his Major League debut be one pitch. It's kind of a cool thing. And then uh, DePozo. Shout out to, I mean, I said last week that I, I thought he'd probably end up on the IL because he, you know, he got hit in the freaking face. And he's back out there and pitched a shutout inning. One inning, one hit, no runs on 10 pitches. Seven of them strikes. Beauty. Not not horrible pitching once you got past Boyd. Uh, Jimenez was horrible, but really not not bad work from the bullpen at all. And like I said, the offense wasn't bad either. Like Robbie Grossman, two for five. Scope, two for five. Miggy, one, uh, 0 for three, but with two walks. Jamer, 0 for three, but with a walk. Eric Haas with a home run, his 20th of the year. 20 homers as a rookie. Big ups to Eric Haas. Uh, Harold Castro with a hit. Dustin Garneau with a hit. Derek Hill goes uh, 0 for 3 with 2Ks. That was probably the worst offensive performance of, of the day. But, um, yeah, like all in all, it really – like the offense wasn't bad. It, it just – it la- outside of the Haas homer, it, it lacked a ton of, uh, ton of like pressure to, to have like a big inning – a few doubles in there. Garneau with a with another double. The OPS after Saturday's game was 1062. Um, so, yeah, like I mean, outside of the Haas home, the Haas homer was a that was a three run shot, right? So, so we scored four runs and three of them came on that. Just you know, we've had a lot of games this year where we've been able to get people on base and been able to be close to threatening, and then just uh, not really be able to drive them in especially if the middle of the lineup or the, the top middle of the lineup isn't uh, isn't up. And that was really the case this game too, no difference. So not not a horrible offensive performance, not a bad pitching performance either, really. Just Matt Boyd being Matt Boyd and then, and then Joe Jimenez being horrible. But the rest of the bullpen was pretty fine. So, you know, losses like that happen. All the games this weekend, by the way, were unbelievably long. Sunday's game, I guess, wasn't. But but Friday and Saturday's game were both very, very long games. So uh, that, I guess, may have something to do with it. I don't know. Okay, let's get into uh, the rubber match where the Tigers would take this series against the Cincinnati Reds. First, though, got to talk to everybody about our best friends over at Bilt Bar. Did you know Bilt Bar has nine delicious flavors? You do. You listen to me talk about it all the time. Coconut, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. My favorite flavor, I might officially be switching over to the orange train. It's close. I still love my cookies and cream, but orange slaps. Okay? Fantastic flavor. And if you don't know which flavor you like, you can get two of each in the mixed box. I talk about it all the time. It's such a steal. I love it. I get it all the time. It's awesome today to just be able to grab one of any flavor. It's sweet. Okay? So not only are Built Bars the best tasting, but they're healthy too. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories from 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. All amazing, tasty, all healthy. Okay? Order today. Get that orange, get that cookies and cream, that German chocolate, whatever. You get that mixed box, two of each. Built Bar is also the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. You can eat what Olympians eat, baby. 
So go to built.com, use promo code LOCK15, you'll get 15% off of your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. Also got to talk to everybody about betonline.ag. It's that time of year again. All eyes are turning to football. Back to the gridiron. Football season, baby. Uh, if any, everywhere in the state of Michigan. Well, not everywhere. Western. If you're a Western or a CMU fan, I guess not. But U of M and MSU, both off to, to good starts. Uh, we're a week away from the Lions. Just football is back. Okay. BetOnline is your number one spot for all your pro and college action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, contests, including online's biggest half a million dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest. Open now at BetOnline. So head to the website or use your mobile device. Sign up today and receive your 100% welcome bonus using promo code LOCKEDON. It's not 50 anymore. 100% welcome bonus using promo code LOCKEDON. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo. You make a bet on Thursday, September 9th season opener against the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers when they use promo code NFL100. That's two promo codes for you, NFL100 and Locked On. So bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action, football, basketball, boxing, even Vegas casino games. Super fun. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, let's take a look at this final game, this uh, rubber match, if you will. Let's start with the pitching because that's where it's interesting. So uh, only one run. We win this one 4-1, to one, only one run given up. Beautiful pitching performance by the Detroit Tigers as a staff. Casey Mize throws three perfect innings and gets pulled just all the evidence that we need. He will be on a heavy, heavy innings limit the remainder of the season. Okay, Which sadly, is not too much longer. That's only a few starts left for him. But it appears that he will be on a heavy innings limit. Uh, we're going to skip Uranic because he's what I want to talk about. Michael Fulmer, one in the third, 1K. The stuff was so much better on Sunday than it was Saturday. Beautiful. Love to see it. Jose Cisnero gives up a run. Uh, the, uh, the, the lone run and yeah, one third of an inning gave up the run, whatever got out of it, ended up being fine. Gregory Soto, one and two thirds, one walk, two strikeouts, a really, it was weird. It was, I don't even know how to describe his performance. Like, so the inning he first came into was brutal. He was all over the place. He walked somebody. There was already a man on because of what Cisnero did. Wasn't wasn't great, <clears throat> okay? But he gets out of it, and then he goes out into the ninth and looks exponentially better. And he only threw 24 pitches in almost two innings of work. It's pretty pretty efficient, especially for Soto standards. It just amazed me how, like the Votto at-bat especially. That was a fantastic at-bat. He was hitting spots. The, the breaking, the pitch mix was phenomenal. And then like the Castellanos at bat, he was honestly bad. None of those sliders were where he wanted them to go. And somehow Nick Castellanos swung through all three of them. I don't even know how it happened, but we're glad it did. So he, he'll end up getting the win as well, Gregory Soto. Uh, or not the win, the save rather, sorry. That's his 18th save on the year. The win will go to Jose Urania, who's like, who, who, blah, blah, blah. Who is who I want to talk about, okay? 
Two and two-thirds, five hits, no runs, no walks, 1K. Jose Urania is going to do this a lot. This is why he's not back in the rotation. He's going to, Mize is going to be on a heavy innings limit. And I think Scoobal probably is too. And I think that Jose Urania is just going to pitch three innings after both of those kids go through the lineup once for the remainder of the season. And you know what? That's fine. He gave up five hits in two and two-thirds. Didn't give up any runs. He's not going to walk a ton. He's not going to give up a ton of homers, but he is going to give up a lot of contact. And as, as a piggyback to enforce your innings limit, make sure these kids are where you want them to be, and, uh, and, and just go out there and, and probably not going to implode in two or three innings. That's a fine role for him that I'm actually very okay with him taking, very in support of him taking, and uh, yeah, I'm very fine with this all around. Okay. Uh, offensively, four runs again. Uh, we would end this one with six hits and three walks, so nine base runners there. Badu would go two for three with a walk and a double. Fantastic game from Akil Badu. 20th double on the year, man. 20th double on the year, 791 OPS. Beauty. Scobie with a hit. Robbie Grossman would go 0 for 4 with three Ks. Not a fantastic outing by, uh, by Robbie by any stretch. Jamer Candelario. With a triple. Jamer Candelario, his slash line is now 280, 357, 448 with an 806 OPS. Hell of a year by Jamer Candelario with a with a solid enough glove at third base. Absolutely incredible season. Uh, the talks about extending him, they're heating up. We'll get into that in the offseason, I'm sure, but they're heating up for sure. I just said for sure twice. I'm sorry. Eric Haas, one for three with a ribby. Nico Goodrum goes 0 for Victor Reyes, 0 for Willie Castro, 0 for Casey Mize, uh, 0 for 1 with a K. Jose Urain, all the pitchers go 0 for. Uh, yeah, a lot of double switches in there. Derek Hill in at one point, finishes the game in center. Harold Castro gets a strikeout. <clears throat> uh, yeah, that's about it. So, so really good approach at the plate this entire series. The games were longer, uh, partially due to rain, partially due to just a lot of runs being scored, and a little bit to do with the approach at the plate by the Tigers. Credit where credit is due. Okay, they they the last couple of weeks I've been saying how their approach at the plate was kind of horrible, and uh, not getting deep into counts, not drawing a lot of walks. They flipped the script this weekend. And really uh, had a lot of really competitive ABs. A really, really impressive showing offensively for the Tigers this series. And that'll do it. We're heading to Pittsburgh. Uh, or I think we're heading, yeah, we're heading to Pittsburgh. And uh, so those should be some winnable games too. Maybe go on a little streak. Go go streak in a little bit. At least just win the series. Keep winning series, baby. All right. We can, uh, we can have September be over another over 500 month. That'd be awesome. Uh, before I send you guys on your way, Locked On Bets. I've talked about it a lot. Going to keep talking about it. Betting on baseball, MLB, the Tigers. Doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, flawed specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. So follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcast. All right, that's going to do it. 
Thanks for sticking with me. I apologize about Friday. Again, I literally had, there's nothing I could do about it, man. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. Heading to Pittsburgh. Jose Urania. Yeah, I think that's everything I want to talk about. So, uh, so we ball. We ball. Peace and love. Going to therapy's dope. I will catch y'all tomorrow. Go Tigers, baby.